Welcome to Control C, the podcast where friends get together to discuss, enjoy, and tear movies apart. On today's episode, we will be discussing the movie called Yesterday, directed by Danny Boyle and written by Richard Curtis and Jack Barth. On today's podcast, we've got Ray. Hello. Chris. Hello. Daisy. Hello. And I am your host, Lindsay. We should have coordinated to do like a Beatles song. I know, I thought about it. I wasted it on text. (laughs) 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 Um, So for anyone who hasn't seen this movie yet, uh, the premise is that there is a guy, a struggling songwriter, who is kind of down on his luck, and he's in love with the girl, but he's not sure she's in love with him, and it's his best friend, so it's all complicated. And one night he's riding his bike home and all of the power goes out all over the world and he gets hit by a bus. And when he wakes up from said bus crash, uh, he discovers that he is the only one on the planet who knows who the Beatles are. And he realizes that he's the only one who remembers their songs at all. Um, And so he quickly starts to try and get them all down on paper to make sure that they're not lost forever because... You know, it's the freaking Beatles. Um, but then uh, things start to go awry when he starts to get noticed for singing them. Um, and he ends up sort of taking credit for writing them all. Alright, so <clears throat> my, my first comment off the bat. D- yes. Did he really write them down to try to save them? Or did he write them down because he immediately was like, this is a cash cow situation for me. I I think that he started out <clears throat> trying to make sure that he could get them all down just because he didn't want them to be lost. Because, you know, if it's your favorite if it's your favorite band and no one knows who they are anymore and it's like li- literally the world changed because of that band. Um <clears throat> the first soup group ever. Not just that band. Huh? Not just a band. The world changed because they fucking took away fucking Coke and they took fucking Harry Potter. And that pissed me off. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, no wait, more Coke what? No and no more Harry I found it hilarious, too, when he looks up the band that did Wonder Wall and they disappear and his reaction goes, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, that was, that, was, yeah. <clears throat> that was sad, but this movie was freaking great. Right, I really I saw this one in the theater last year over the summer. I was trying to kill some time, and I was like, you know, I do like anything Beatles related, and so I'm just gonna go watch this. And it was just so thoroughly enjoyable. Um, I ended up falling in love with the characters, and obviously, um, being a huge Beatles fan, all I was sort of like predestined to like like this one, but. <laughs> um, I loved the <laughs> the interactions with that Sharon. Dude, oh my Sharon god! Yes, killed me. So, <laughs> so, so I, I hear, hey Jude, but just, yeah. just, just hear me out. Just hear me out. <laughs> How about hey, hey dude? dude. <laughs> what? Horrible. <laughs> it is, Horrible. Just, hey dude, just, just just that shouldn't even be a joke. And then, then it's a joke because of how ridiculous of a fucking joke it is. Like, what the fuck? Yep. 
will say, I did love Kate McKinnon at this fucking movie. She oh, was yeah. fucking started. Fantastic. I, I, I love her so much. Yeah, she was fucking. I think what awesome. I loved most was that they took all of her kinetic energy and channeled it properly. Yes. Yep. Like they a did. lot of times they just let her be like frantic and whatever, and she's great at that. But to let her take all that intensity and all that manic whatever and channel it into something serious and uh, deeply psychotic. <laughs> perfect explanation, <laughs> man. Perfect. Yes, agreed. This was... <laughs> at first, it took me a while to realize. I was like, wait. No. Yeah? No. I was like... I kept wow. expecting him to, like, re-wake up. Yep. Me too. At like, some point. I, you know, I expect... And I think that's yeah. part of what his his issue was, too, was he was, like, going through his life. It's like, this can't be real. I mean, if this is real, I guess I'm going to lean into it. This Or fake, I guess I'm going to lean into it. And then, you know, he suddenly becomes, like this crazy mega superstar because I mean this the, I think part of the point is that the songs the songs were the gift to the world not necessarily the people it's the music because you think about you know something like um, and this is just a personal opinion right you've got a song like uh, Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel mm-hmm Okay, and then you get um, now I don't even remember who remade it, but there was a, a hard rock group that remade it. Oh, uh, Disturbed. Who, disturbed. Thank you, yeah. Disturbed. I would argue that the Disturbed version is better. So much better than the Simon and Garfunkel version. The original mm. is amazing. <laughs> but I it's like good, the one but better. it's not the better one. Really, you think the original but is see, better? I, I don't say the. I didn't say the original was better. Oh, fair enough. But see, and granted. Now, if you listen to Pentatonics, their version is better. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Thank but you. See, that's the thing is, it's the. At some point, there are just some songs where it's the song yeah. itself, and not the person who sings it or yeah. performs it or whatever. And I think that's what they're trying to convey with the Beatles thing: is it's not, you know. Their music yes, transcends the artist. You know, mm-hmm. Which exactly. I'm glad if this did happen in the real world, they actually chose that band and not some other shitty ass band. I'm glad it was the Beatles song and not some fucking. But I mean, realistically, like when you think about bands that influence the world, like like music on Queen? a global scale, think yeah. about them. How many are they? Like so far, realistically, think think of them. Queen. All right, cool. There's already been a movie about them. Bohemian Rhapsody. Avenged Sevenfold, Linkin Park, um, Megadeth. Um, uh, Slipknot, Slayer, no, Judas no, Priest. No, no, Do you no, want me to keep no. going? No, those are all good okay. bands, but they have not changed the face Temptations. of music as we know it. Um, Temptations, Temptations, yes. Okay. Oh, fuck Temptations, yeah. um, Jackson's Five. <clears throat> Jackson Five, yes. hell yeah. There's been several movies um, about them. Uh, Frickin', uh, what's his name? Uh, God damn it, Rocket Man. Um, Elton John. Elton John. He's transcend. He's like, there's people. That, that their music has transcended like the individual like they what they have done is just create new genres create new everything like like they spun an entire new ordeal like all of those bands that you mentioned like like you would even think about it like you think of somebody like Metallica Metallica changed the the, the, the form of metal music you know going forward and they influenced a whole mess of bands but realistically Ooh. Metallica would not exist without the Beatles. 
And this is coming from somebody who, surprise, shock, and everybody, does not necessarily like the Beatles. Right? I like a few songs. I'm not a huge fan. But they're still freaking masterpieces, dude. Yeah. Well, I say I'm going to overlook the first part of that sentence. What happened? So I'm choosing to overlook the first part of that sentence. <clears throat> that I'm not necessarily yeah, same here. Beatles fan. Yeah. Again, I was about to fine. hang up this call, but... Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> there's, there's some songs I like, but there's like, they're just not my style. Like, I, I love all the stuff that they. You're influence. not my style, Chris. That's okay. <laughs> How does that feel? I oh, say so you guys are twins. How can you not be? <laughs> How does that feel? You're not my style. <laughs> Did you hear what Cece said? We're basically twins, so you know. Not my twin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so I, I have to ask this, even okay. though it, it was hard for me. And still to this second, I cannot decide. But between the two movies that we've done in regards to... Jesus Christ. In regards to... um, What's the their name again? The Beatles? Oh. Yeah, them motherfuckers. Uh, in regards to the Beatles, <laughs> which one was better? This one or the last one that we watched? The Across the Universe? Oh, so and it's hard for me to decide. That's the thing. There I mean, are different aspects to it yeah. because that story is All right, let me put basically it rewriting the songs <laughs> okay, let me, let me, in let me a movie it. format where this one is okay. taking a movie and just singing the songs. So, so how are you rewording it? <laughs> no, I'm rewording it. I'm still waiting for no, you I to forgot. reword it. I'm good. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, random bits of trivia. Uh, first of all, I don't know if you guys uh, recognize the name Danny Boyle, but Danny Boyle is the dude who directed Train Spotting. Nope. I had no idea. I'm not even sure what the hell we're talking about. What's that? You don't, Have you never seen Train Spotting? I have not. Oh. I don't even know what the hell that is. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I think I don't know. I'm, I'm too tired. I okay. hate life right now. So, transponding body? What? Train spotting. To the internet. Would you want to fucking train? I won't watch it again. Anyway, uh, it's 1996. Never seen it. Yeah, it's a crazy movie about a bunch of heroin addicts. Mm. Um. Anyhow. Oh, that's him. Yeah. Was it Robert? No. Who played John Lennon? Uh, I don't know who played him. It wasn't anybody that we've heard could, of. The only thing that disappointed me about this movie is you could tell the make about the makeup they did with him. Well, sure, because nobody really I mean, looks like John Lennon. But I was I was not really expecting. I believe it was Robert Carlyle, which is the same guy on Train uh, Train Spotting. That's why I was like, wait, is that him? I yeah, think so. Yeah, just this. Yeah. So. I, because I saw this in the theater and it was a summer movie, I saw it with other people as well. Like, not me. You guys know I go to movies by myself all the time, but there were other people in the theater. And I can tell you right now, there was not a dry eye in the house when John Lennon opened that door. Like, collective audible gasp throughout the whole theater. And then all of a sudden, you just hear people start sniffling. I'm like, man, <laughs> you don't really, like, you know. It's John Lennon. Well, yeah, that's what I mean, like, when... but you know that he impacted all these people, mm-hmm. but you know they all had to hear, you know, twenty five, 
to 30 people have like complete wish fulfillment all at the same time it was it was a little special that's why I was like oh my god who's he gonna see I was like, wait a minute, yeah. which one's alive? Because <laughs> that's like, what I thought. That's I thought horrible was, to say. There was some of the Beatles in the house. I knew it was going to be one of them. I just didn't know it was going to be that I, one. I genuinely didn't think it was going to be John Lennon. I thought that they were going to surprise us with like a Ringo. I thought it was Paul. Martin. When I saw his back, when they sh- when they opened the door and he was sitting there doing whatever, I think it was painting. To me, the resemblance was of Paul McCartney. That's what I thought it was going to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the fact that um, the main character was just kind of like, you know, are you happy? Yeah. You know, and he's like, well, you know, you're not very successful. He goes, well, it doesn't matter. I'm very happy. You know, and that right there, I think that's what sealed the deal for him because, you know, towards the end, um, when he's playing in the hotel, that's when you can kind of see that he's beginning to start regretting his decision or yeah. start feeling guilty that it's happening. That he's he's making money and succeeding off of some somebody else's stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he just he just couldn't uh-huh. take it anymore. And then when the two people finally talk to him, he's like, they're like, no, we're we're just glad that you know. You're able to sing. So, oh, okay. So we actually haven't covered those people yet. Oh, so okay. He finds out along the way that there are a few people who do remember the world the way it used to be. That he's not the only one. And he's essentially running from them the entire movie because he doesn't want to be found out. And the guilt is getting to him. He doesn't want them to essentially start ratting him out for not having written all these songs. But when it comes down to it, um, they just wanted to thank him for um, bringing the music back because they were afraid that it had been gone. It was going to be gone forever. Yeah, those people were freaking me out until they <laughs> told him thank you, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I know me too. I was like, and I think that was, they played that really, really well. Yeah, they did because I it thought it was some. So they well. were, I honestly thought it was somebody that knew he was he was being a fake, and they were gonna. Yeah try to bribe him to get some money yeah. out of it or something. Yeah. Yeah, I felt the same. The relationship between him and the girl kind of was pissing me the fuck off. Why? Because. It was miss. I don't know. It was just annoying. Too many missed opportunity type things? Yeah, and then when like, they could have had it, missed? then she's like, no, you know what? Just go. I, I, I think it was too late. Which, I do get it. It was late. He should have said something. If it didn't work out, it didn't work out. Fuck it. But he should have said something. I don't know. The way they handle that between the two of them, I don't know. It was... Yeah. But music-wise, the movie was great. I mean, it's fucking Beatles. Mm-hmm. There's nothing... Uh, you can't say anything bad about the Beatles. No. the um, And I actually really liked... Uh, now I've forgotten what the last song was. Um, the last song? Oh, I just heard it, too. The last played on the rooftop. Fuck my life! I just heard it too. Um, because I was playing after help watching me. the movie. I was just playing. Yeah, help, help. me. So I loved their version of that because it was very punk. Yeah, it was. Because I, I was and thinking, I, I was like, that doesn't sound like that's the version I remember. Yeah, it's way it's certainly not you. the original. Yeah. Concept. All right. So yeah, there you go. Really so between the two movies that we have reviewed, which one did the songs better? Do you think? 
that's hard to say. Even though we're even even though they were different. I'm gonna go with across <coughs> the universe. Across the universe. Yeah, because they were woven into the story itself versus just being a part of the story. That makes sense. So, yeah. um... Yeah, I got you. No, it's, it's hard, dude, for real. I'm going to go with this one because I like that this one was found more a artistic. way to, to... It was artistic. It found a way to modernize them, but at the same time still keep the beauty to them. You know what I mean? So, mm. like, it was... It, I don't know. It was very... It, it was interesting. I liked it. I, 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 I'm going to go with this one. But at the same time, I do agree that in Across the Universe, the way that they interwove the, that music to be part of the story was very well done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that part was... I yeah. totally agree with that. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm so torn because I love the way that the, the movie played with the song. And then I love the modernization yeah. to this one. And the fact even that the the two stalkers bring up that, hey, you kind of flipped a few of the words or a few of the phrases around. He's like, you know, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I, I kind of like that. <laughs> I did truly enjoy how they showed him making the songs, like with like clapping with the freaking dishwasher gloves. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my god, that part was that going was through amazing. all the little places just to have an idea of how the sun came about, like going to the playground, the strawberry fields, stuff like. I yeah, enjoy that. Trying to trying to capture recapture the mm-hmm. inspiration behind them. Mm-hmm. I enjoy how they did that. Yeah, and I, and I like the fact too that like it didn't just come to him. Like <clears throat> you know, like in yeah, Back to the really Future, didn't... how like. Biff gets the almanac and he just he's just rich and that's it, right? Because he just invests yeah. in the right things. Like that's just kind of like easy. In this one, you can see that he like he struggled to get the yeah. Effort, he had you know to I mean? work for it. Like he actually like he didn't just steal the Beatles music. Like he literally he lived it to try to get it back out. You know, and yeah. I think that that's what was cool about it is that like, and why I was able to get behind all of the modernization with the exception of hey dude (laughs) everything else made sense because of course it's it doesn't sound exactly the same it's because he can barely remember the whole thing so he's kind of filling in the gap so like it was it was awesome but yeah to your point ray that whole like being in the studio and how they're recording the different Mm -hmm. like sound effects that was fucking awesome It, it brought back memories which i that's another thing that i enjoy from bohemian rhapsody how they showed the, that they how they recorded their songs that was fucking amazing. Yeah, I agree. Studio time is the best. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, the studio time was a lot of fun, and I, I honestly could have watched that montage for a lot longer. Than a few they had times, it. yeah. I like the fact that the guy was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait," and the train passes, <laughs> and then they were just like, "And go." <laughs> Well, I mean, the train gave it a great, like, feel to the song, too. So, mm-hmm. like, you know what? Keep it in. Please help me. About his parents. I just got your text, Ray. Mafia all the way. His parents? Yeah. Parents were, I don't know. His parents were the typical disappointed parents. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that they were like, well, we'll give him a chance to try it out. And just let him play a little bit with it, and then we're going to push him towards the hill that he needs to go down. 
<laughs> you know, let them go over the valleys. You know. <laughs> but my favorite line is when the agent looks at the dad and says, when did you realize that you're not worthy of your son? <laughs> that he was too good for you? That he yeah. was too good for yeah, you. That he was too good for you. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> seconds later, what, about a minute or so afterwards, he makes that big old bomb and just drops it and just lets everybody know that the songs were copyrighted or, you know, wrote it from somebody else. And that he and that free. You can get them for free. Oh, yeah. Which, that was, that was the nicest thing to do, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To just go ahead and release that, have every, let the world enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think that was probably, if you aren't going to have a resolution where he wakes up and everybody remembers who the Beatles were and this was a dream the entire time, if you're going to go forward in a world where there are no Beatles then I think that's the only way you can pull that off without being without losing the charm and of the lady said the lady said it and I can't remember verbatim how she said it but she said a world without the Beatles wasn't a world mm-hmm. yeah like after a certain point the music belongs to the people it doesn't belong yeah, to, just, to you anymore you know that's right. It, and it's... Was it only the three people? Yeah. Or, or that he knew of. That we know of. Yeah, because, I mean, this yeah. is in, in Liverpool. We don't know across... Because this happened across the world. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if it happened anywhere else. We, as... as For all we know, this happened only in England so far. I just find that it hilarious that they use Superman logic for time travel. <laughs> what do you mean? The world stopped spinning. Ah, gotcha. He's the one that kept moving. Gotcha. Makes sense. I was going to say something and I forgot what it was. Sorry. <laughs> so apparently, um, Chris Martin from Coldplay was supposed to be, was supposed to do the Ed Sheeran role. <laughs> was he? <laughs> yeah. I Which is why apparently when, um, you know, he's sitting at the table and he sings. Yeah, she uh, said this is not friend. Chris. Yeah, it's not as good as Coldplay. That's not <laughs> bad. I love. I would have loved to. You know, that's one movie I would love to see about Coldplay. Would yeah. you? Fuck yeah, I love Coldplay, dude. Coldplay's great. I could listen to them for days. Shit. Just the same way I listen to the Beatles, I could listen to Coldplay. I remember the first time I heard them. I was uh, working overnight at a motel and. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh no. MTV was playing we would play music videos between like 2am and 4am mm. and so that's how I found out about like Coldplay and Alicia Keys and all oh, those nice. folks back in the early 2000s I don't remember but I think the first one I heard was God Put Us Mo- was it a God Put Us I don't remember it anymore uh, no I know what you're talking about but yeah um, no, the first one I ever heard was Yellow, which was the first single that they released. Oh, that's a good there. one. Yeah. Fix You is a great song, too, which I'm about to listen to in a little bit. I wish I could <laughs> remember which one was the first Beatles song I heard, but, like, my dad was a huge, huge, huge Beatles fan. And um, yeah. he had all of the albums growing up. 
and like I, I, I grew up in a very, I don't know, I, I had a lot of music growing up. So like I heard a lot of it, but like I cannot like, I can't pinpoint what was like my first one because I remember being like four or five years old and my dad talking about the Beatles. Mm -hmm. But I, I just, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not sure which one connected with. Beatles, ZZ Top, and um, Queens. <laughs> Good dance. Those are those are my things. Growing up, that's all we heard. Yeah, I yeah, I did too. Oh, yeah. I don't even. I couldn't Spanish, even English. I mean, old, like really, really old, like music from the twenties <laughs> up yeah. to I, I recent music. I, 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 sorry, no, I'm just. I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> you. Sorry. I'm good. That was no, I and mean, of all the movies that we listened to growing up, those are the ones that always stuck with me. Yeah. So. I think, <laughs> funny story, um, we had, um, we lived in Central America um, growing up, and one time at band camp, but this time, there was a story at my house, the neighbors was playing music until like 10 a.m. or like three o'clock in the morning and stuff like that and we're in Panama Central America so it was um, reggaeton and whatever other kind of music was going on so my dad took his speakers the big old you know the ones that are as tall as a small child stuck them on the table right by the big O record player and threw on ZZ Top and blared it for three hours. <laughs> then he turned it to Queens. <laughs> we listened to that for a few hours. <laughs> they didn't play that long anymore. <laughs> they still played loud music, but it was kind of like, okay, midnight came around, all the music would stop. <laughs> I didn't want to hear that white music anymore. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so. Well, do we uh, want to do ratings? Sure. sure. Wait, okay. what? Huh? I said, do you want to do ratings? No, I'm reading some facts over here. Sorry. Oh. Apparently, Kate McKinnon used to at lib lines and set. That's surprising. Sometimes when you have actors that are funny and like, and you have a good director, they'll probably just be like, "Look, the end result is this. However, you get there." Yeah. You know? So apparently, the movie wasn't originally called Yesterday. What was it called? What was it? Uh, the scrambled eggs. Originally, the film was going to be called All You Need, but oh, Danny okay. thought that gave away the plot, which I think is rather good because, in the way, the movie does conclude that all you need is love, or that's the most important thing. Nobody believes in that. In the end, they went with yesterday, which Curtis asked Paul McCartney to prove for. Sir Paul gave his blessing, but also suggested they call it Scramble Legs. <laughs> Instead, a lighthearted reference to the fact that before coming up with the lyrics for yesterday, Paul McCartney had temporary 
lyrics of scrambled eggs as a placeholder for the song. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is pretty funny. That could be why he got hit by a bus, though. <laughs> Scrambled his noggin. <laughs> For ratings, I give it four Beatles. Four Beatles? Well done. Thanks. I'm going to do five submarines. Okay. I'll give it five out of five. Um, damn. Five out of five Ed Sheeran's. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a load shipping. I'm going to go with five out of five. Um, busted teeth. Oh, that's okay. hilarious. Dude, I loved that they did not even attempt to, like, make him... They didn't attempt to do, like, an uh, attractive movie injury like they do in every other movie. You know, if, if that makes sense. Like, every other time someone gets injured in a movie, they, like, they get busted up and then they, like, make it a little bruise with a little tiny cut and a little tiny band-aid. Yeah. Not this guy. This dude so They just fucked him up the and they up. just fucked him up. <laughs> <laughs> Like a lot, and they didn't even bother to try and make him look good after the fact. Fair, but nope. You're not very attractive. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Shit. We're gonna work with this. Damn. You're very round, which is very weird because you're also so skinny. Just like Jesus Christ. The fact that mm-hmm. they released all the music first before introducing the singer. Yeah. Just to make sure that they would still love the song even after seeing the person that's singing it. We'll build a pipe before we show them this. (laughs) (laughs) That was. And I I love I I love how how Kate McKinnon was like straight up like I'm gonna help you get the fame, the money, and we're gonna keep most of the money. She was honest. Yeah. I sort of loved the um, oblivious, lovable douche character that Ed Sheeran made of himself. (laughs) Yeah. Like he he encourages him to get the other guy to get up and sing at his you know his own little private show, and then he gives him notes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like you don't give notes on Beatles songs, honey. You just that's just not know, how right? this is done. <laughs> hey Jude. But like instead of hey Jude Beatles songs when they're not written by the Beatles. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, hey Still. dude. I love the response that the the two people <laughs> Hey dude He's like, Yeah, it was Ed Ed Sheridan. <laughs> it was all him. <laughs> I just love the little banter between Ed Sheridan and the Beatles songs. Uh, that was fantastic. And that um, he opened for Ed. And then mm. towards the end, the last show that he does, Ed opens up for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, oh. Yep. yep. So I thought that was pretty awesome. 
Well, sometimes that happens, though. Oh yeah, I, I've I there have been quite a few opening acts that are like freaking huge now that I've seen, and it's like you you watch them on stage and you're like, yeah, man, I hope this person makes it because they're fantastic, and then all of a sudden they're like crazy fucking famous. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well. Um, anybody have anything they didn't like or anything they want to discuss? Anything else? No, I mean, the movie was great. Beatles music, so if you're, gonna, if you're a Beatles fan, you're going to love it. If you're not a Beatles fan, go fuck mm-hmm. yourself. Hey, hey, hey. Um, <laughs> if you're not a Beatles fan, you're going to love it, too, because uh, I loved it, so uh, mm-hmm. eat a bag of dicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nah, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you like it or not, if you love music, you're going to enjoy this movie. Yeah. It's got funny moments. It's got drama. It's, it doesn't have really much action. Yeah, it does have yeah. action when he gets hit by the bus. <laughs> <laughs> when he's being chased by people. Yeah, uh, that too. That was kind of uh, cool. Well, I guess that's it then. Yeah. Thanks for... Uh, hanging out and listening to us ramble for a, a little while about a Beatles movie. Um, you can check us out. It. Yes, definitely go watch it. It's it's delightful. Um, you can check us out on our website at geekendcast.com or any of the social media platforms for Control-C. Uh, you can always just go and rate us. Give us a five. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. Make sure you give us that five, though, because that really ma- makes it stand out. Um, thank you to our cast, Cece. Goodbye. Chris. Yesterday. I don't know the words. Do you guys remember? I don't know. The, what? I, I, I'm not a fan of the Beatles. I don't know all the words. How did you expect me to sing this one out, guys? This wasn't going to work. I don't know what I tried. Someone save me. Goodbye. Help me! Oh, help! I need somebody help. There you go. You know that Anybody one. Anybody help? That's actually one of my favorite ones. Oh my, Ray! Yeah, have a good night. <laughs> All right, and I was Lindsay. Y'all have a good night. Night. Help! I need somebody help. Not just anybody.